Welcome to the St. Patrick Catholic Community Podcast in Scottsdale, Arizona. We are Christian Disciples in Mission. The word mercy is being said in this liturgy up to this point and even after this point of the liturgy many times in today's liturgy. God is a merciful God. So what's a good definition of mercy? And it would be a willingness to enter into another's chaos. The willingness to enter into another person's chaos. That is mercy. Let me give you an example in today's gospel. Jesus is traveling through Jericho. Jericho was kind of the rich people's area's place that they would go and, and be at. And so twice the gospel says Jesus was walking through Jericho. He didn't expect people to listen to him or engage with him, so there wasn't that expectation. And as they walked through, notices someone named Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus is a chief tax collector, despised by many people. And we think we all might be familiar, they cheated people, they were dishonest, and they collaborated with their oppressors, the Romans. And so obviously, it's impo- we say that they were not well liked by the people. And as Jesus goes about, he calls out Zacchaeus by name. Zacchaeus means pure one. What was Jesus drinking that day, huh? Why would he call that? Maybe it's a play on words. But he knows something about him. So Zacchaeus is invited, uh, Jesus invites himself to Zacchaeus' house for dinner. And so he kind of gives Jesus the story and says, of all the things that I have done wrong and dishonest in my life, I make up for it by giving back to the poor many times over than what the law states. Now, if you look at the Greek word that is used in Zacchaeus, it means that he's doing it now. In other words, he didn't say, oh, I had this great, great experience with you, Jesus, so now I'll do it. No, the Greek word that is used that says, I've been doing it now. And so that's why the people are kind of amazed. We thought you were awful and dishonest, and we didn't know your story that you were doing it now. Wow. But when Jesus gives him dignity and wants him to change his life, People grumbled. The unwillingness to enter into another's chaos because of pride, and we already have made judgments on people. Doesn't that sound like the the many church people? What is it about church people that will grumble? Because here's what they said about Jesus eating with the sinner Zacchaeus. You are collaborating. You are cooperating You're accepting their sins. How many Christians have said that about different groups? I love when the Pope meets with people who are not very good people. Because I love hearing Christians in their ignorance. What's he doing meeting with bad people? Well, what do you think we're supposed to do? The Pope doesn't mean he agrees with people sinning. But neither does Jesus. And Zacchaeus gives us that point then that he wants everyone to change. 
Look at today's first reading from Wisdom. It is the most powerful statement about a merciful God in the entire Old Testament from the book of Wisdom. God has created everything, and he would not create anything he hates. God slowly, little by little, wants the sinner to convert and change, and he is patient with that. God gives free will to everyone to accept him or reject him. But it's God's desire that every person be saved. And yet, why is it so hard for us Christians? Because we won't give people mercy because they're lawbreakers, they're breaking the law of the Bible, they're living an immoral life, they don't meet up to the standards that we have made on other people. And... That's poor modeling. You don't have to agree with me, but you need to agree with the gospel. The willingness to enter into another's chaos is to say, what causes you to sin? What causes you to live in fear? What causes you to harm and hurt other people? And that's God's desire. But you know what? God is the one that changes hearts. I want to let you know, in my priesthood for many years, the many relationships I enjoy are with people who don't go to church anymore. I love calling my friends the people who don't believe in God anymore. They're my friends. I love being with them because you know what? They're ignorant because they don't know they're doing many God things. I love my football players. They're dumb kids. Huh? <laughs> but you know what? I see God in them in the little things they do. They're not perfect, but neither is anyone I've ever met, and neither am I. But I see God working in them. And so even though they don't live the way, the calling that we're called as disciples, it doesn't mean that God doesn't love them and that God wants to offer mercy. But you know what? It's not me and my homilies and my decisions that change people. I have found out over the years I am helpless in changing people's lives. It's God. But you know who would tell you that? St. Paul. The disciples, anyone who's given their life to the Lord and tried to help people, I don't change hearts. God does. But I just cooperate. And God, I'm willing to enter into the chaos of people's lives because little by little, you help change people's hearts. What a great message for all Catholics today, especially this morning at Mass. The merciful God is there. These three days that we're about approaching here starting tomorrow are very important to our Catholic faith. The first day is Halloween, All Hallows' Eve. It really allows us to really think of the supernatural and also of what will happen after death. And so that might be scary for some people. And let's be mindful that people in the culture can take things and twist it any way they want. It's not meant to honor the devil, and it's not meant to scare people in a way that frightens them that they're going to hell. All Hallows' Eve is a holy thing. You know, when I was a little kid in Safford, Arizona, we went trick-or-treating, and so we had those big supermarket backs about that big, remember? And back in those days, you could go to every house, and we did, huh? Little town of about, what was it back then, maybe five, 6,000 or so, we went to every one of them, and the bag was full. And so we got great candy. My brother and I and friends looked. So we decided to go to the convent right next to the parish. 
So we knocked on the door, and the nuns came out, and, you know, they didn't give us any candy. They gave us this cookie, you know, and there was a little piece of paper stuck in it. And so we put it in, thanks, sister, we walked away. <laughs> and of course, when we got home, we throw it all on the floor. And it's back in those days before the law was, you can't eat all the candy at once, huh? So there we are, and we're looking at it. And so we saw, oh, look, my brother, look what the nuns gave us. So decided to pull it out. I had two of them. And the nun had said, pray for the souls of the people that I'm going, we're going to give you. So I opened it up. John F. Kennedy. Who's that? Okay. Martin Luther King, Jr. Okay, that's fine. Okay, today, right now, I want to let you know I don't remember the candy. I don't remember what I was. Was I a cowboy that year or whatever? I don't know. But to this day right now, I pray every Halloween for John F. Kennedy and for Martin Luther King Jr. That's the power of Halloween. And so it's a holy day. All Hallows' Eve means the eve before the special day of All Saints' Day, November 1st. Now, as a kid, the reason I remembered it was because November 1st, 1966, the New Orleans Saints were established. Huh? <laughs> that's how I kind of remember. I mean, I had to use football back then to remember church stuff. huh? But that's why I remember it. And I think about that to this day, the New Orleans Saints, every year. Huh? But yet, as I said at the beginning of Mass here, we Catholics are like baseball fans. We talk about history, and that's a good thing. To remember our traditions and our past of Babe Ruth, Hank Aaron, Frank Robinson, and all the people that were good about baseball. But you know what? We also have to speak to the present moment. And I think baseball sometimes struggles with that. Because there's a lot of challenges and things as well. I think the Catholic Church struggles the same way. You know, you have all these feast days, and you have priests preaching on St. Francis so-and-so in the year 305. Well, what does that do? Well, he loved being with people and served the poor. Well, you know, that's a great reminder, and it can be beautiful. But does that speak to people today? And that's why I know some of you had a hard time in talking with you. Name a saint right now. Name a saint in your life. You know, last night when I went around, oh, St. Francis, St. Helens, you know. No, I said the person now. Oh, I have to think about that. Well, I understand that because you and I have been caught up to say, well, if, I, if they don't have the official okie-dokie of the church, then they're really not a saint. Or they're not perfect. You know, you don't know my mom and dad, and they're not always perfect. Or you don't know my family members. Of course not. The greatest definition of a saint was a sinner who tries. I don't see the word perfection in that definition. But I want to let you know, there are saints here right now in this impuse, because I've been your pastor for a long time, and I've seen many saints in my parish, in my family, in my daily lives. A while ago, I said, my mom and dad are living saints today for me. Not because they were nice to me, and helped me, and fed me, I'm thankful for that. But you know what? I saw them do many good things for many people, not just me. That's what makes them saintly, sacrificial, prayerful, and very giving. But I also tell you, they're not perfect, and they would say the same thing. But I want you to think on November 1st, people that you would think that are saints, some of you live with them. 
Some of you are in need of your spouse or a family member to watch over you. They're your saints right now. Whether they have a bad day and they get mad and they lose patience because you've asked 75 times what time it is, I mean, that happens. But it's a very saintly thing because you keep showing up. You keep loving. God's not asking for perfection. He's asking for continued love. So would you pray for maybe a family member that you would say is saintly? How about a neighbor, a co-worker, a parishioner, maybe some public figure that you look and say, what they do is very holy. So, yes, you can remember your favorite saint, because after Mass, we have holy cards of saints for you. And those are wonderful, patron saints, to pray for. Huh? Those are beautiful, and we should remember our past, because they're great examples. But don't forget to look at the saints here right now. Sometimes you and I are blind to that. And then on November 2nd, we honor All Souls Day. Remember, the church on earth is connected to the church in heaven. They're not just waiting there, twiddling their thumbs, thinking, okay, when they die, then we'll be together again. They're watching over us. Again, remember, for the 200th time, I'm telling you why these angels are underneath the altar. Not because I'm a Los Angeles Angels fan, okay? They're there because simultaneously, heavenly food will be eaten by the people in the church in heaven. I don't know. Sometimes some of you act like you just receive a piece of bread. Some of you think, oh, it's Jesus, 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 Jesus. And then you stop at Jesus. You are connected to all the people who you've lost. Some of you in this room are grieving right now. You will never get over the death of someone you love. You'll learn to live with it. But you know what? They're with us. We don't lose them. And that's why we remember them. Some people say, well, they're dead. Leave them alone. Why are we praying for dead people? You Catholics just care about dead people. They're dead. They're gone. Some people think they go into nothingness. And no, the church in heaven prays for us and eats with us. So if you're missing anyone right now, just know they're going to dine with us in just a minute. They're not gone. But they're with us. Thank you for listening to the St. Patrick Catholic Community Homily Podcast. We are Christian disciples in mission, 